Hey everyone, this is Austin Walker. Welcome to the latest edition of Giant Bomb Presents. Today, I am speaking with Rob Zachney. Welcome, Rob. Hi, everybody. I feel like I just aped your three moves ahead, like, welcome name uh, cadence there a little bit. Yeah, you know, the problem I have on Three Moves Ahead is that whenever you're playing the host, you end up being the straight man, right? It's true. And so eventually, if you, unless you're trying to be wacky, you always end up sounding like you're introducing the nightly news. It's true, yeah. So so I mean, for people who don't know, uh, you know, you might know Rob from a billion different places. One of them is Three Moves Ahead, which is a podcast on the Idle Thumbs Network about strategy games. Uh, and I bring that up because you wrote about strategy games for us for the site this week. I did. I wrote about my ambivalence about the last year's <laughs> offering. This is this is how you know that I I help pick out these freelancers is I pick people who had ambivalent feelings about things. So of course, of course, uh, you know the the thing about your ambivalence though, and I think this is this is one of the reasons I'm glad to to have you here to talk about this is that I think it comes from a place of experience where your ambivalence reflects a long history with the strategy genre. Um, and and a kind of deep hope for what it could be. Um, does that does that seem like a fair characterization? Yeah, I mean the thing I so hope is a great positive spin <laughs> to put on that. It's true, uh, and it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's a spin I should maybe put on myself more often. Uh, but maybe long experience is also a nice way of saying fatigue. Yes, uh, and I think maybe that is we, we talked a little bit about this uh, early last year. I, ironically, before a lot of these games uh, that that I talked about in the piece came out, and I think we were both kind of starting to feel a little bit of. Uh, is this all there is yeah. when it came to a lot of uh, conventional type strategy games, particularly big, grandiose uh, 4X strategy games that are sort of riffing on Civ and Masters of Orion. And, you know, I've probably developed a little bit of a reputation for being a little judgmental or maybe even a little biased mm. uh, against these games just because in the last couple of years I've started to get a little more... Um, a little more impatient with some of their pe- peccadillos. Sure, and I think that was one reason why uh, a lot of a lot of the games I played in, in 2015 made me a, a little left me a little bit cold. Because uh, you know, at this point, if, if you're going to make a game that's that's like Civilization, uh, that's, that's like Masters of Orion Two. You know, it better be it better be really freaking good. Yeah, it, it yeah. better be amazing. Because man, we have we you know we have had the steak version of that. Don't be serving us ham- hamburger. <laughs> right, there, there's nothing wrong with those games. I can go back and play Civ Four, Civ Five right now. I can go play Masters of Orion Two, and maybe it doesn't hold up as well as I as I remember it does, but it's still there. And so whenever I play a four X game, especially God, we've had this conversation a billion times, but especially a space four X game <laughs> that is yes. just walking the path it is just infuriating um i guess I, so, so there's a question for for our audience what is your history with strategy games you know I, I kind of referenced it as being you know long and you referenced it as being kind of fatigued at this point but how long have you been playing and thinking and writing about strategy games oh i mean pretty much for ages and actually if you expand that definition of strategy games to war games sure uh that's basically what I've been playing since I started playing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the very first games I ever played, and certainly like my first memory of picking out a game for myself, was actually this game called uh, Fields of Glory, mm-hmm. uh, which was from Microprose uh, back in the day. And it was this, uh, you know, it was this uh, game about Napoleon's last campaign in, uh, in 1815. 
And it looked, for the time, it looked amazing, right? It was like little toy soldiers marching across, uh, you know, a, a battlefield. Uh, and they were all these beautifully animated sprites. And that just looked like the coolest damn thing in the world. And actually it was. It was actually a legitimately cool game. Uh, and I, I, think, I think really sort of anticipated uh, things like Total War much, much later. So, I mean, I've been playing these things, like, basically since I learned to, like, read and write almost. Uh, but when I started to really get into, stra- like, strategy games, uh, that was almost an, an unwitting accident. Um, so I, you know, I struck up one of those nerd friendships in uh, middle school, you know, because in in elementary, it's really easy to start to think it, that like you're the only person totally. in the world who really plays games, and any any familiarity, any overlap is suddenly like the 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 strongest anchor for a new friendship. Oh yeah, yeah, like like I, I literally this was like we were in art class, and my buddy Colin. Uh, you know, he overheard me like talking about Star Wars, and legitimately at that point in our lives, we could like look at each other and like, wait, did you just talk about Doom a second ago? Did right. you just talk about Star Wars a second ago? We're best friends. <laughs> That's how and, it works. But I, I really wanted to play like games like Doom. I wanted to play, uh, you know, games like the sort of stuff that was coming out on, uh, you know, N sixty four and things like that. Um, and he actually had to really cajole me into playing a game called Civilization. Because uh, Civilization is not an exciting name or no. concept. No, it's a class <laughs> you would take when you're in middle school, right? Like, it's like, ugh, I have to take world civilizations. Like, that's yes. not necessarily the most awe-inspiring. You know, I guess for us now, we go, oh, Civilization, oh, the, the history of, of mankind, the 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 glory of, of our highest moments and the despair of our lowest. But at the time, it's like, oh, third period. Oh, you yeah, know? exactly, exactly. And and Civilization wasn't history. Right. Civilization was all about teaching you to appreciate other cultures and their way of life, which is really has nothing to do with like tanks and aircraft <laughs> and bombs. Right. Uh, so that was more my type of history. So he he finally convinced me though. He's like, just just play, just let me just let me load up Civilization, just just play a few turns. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so stereotypical. Like it was this was Civilization One. Like it was just before Civ Two came out. And I mean, the game did still. It kind of looked like crap, mm-hmm. uh, but it just it didn't matter. Like I, you know, I got like fifty turns in, and I was just like, "Well, I'm staying here tonight. <laughs> We're going to play this game forever." And then you never left in a sense, right? Like that's that's where you've been since then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But you know, like with all things. You know, to an extent, I think you always want to get back to that feeling, mm-hmm. um, and sort of the curse of of, of anyone who, who who sort of passionately pursues a hobby. But I think, especially for for anyone in our line of work, is that 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 feeling getting the next hit becomes harder and harder. Right, partially because there is partially because you know you, you're you're not going to be as blown away. The things aren't as novel as they once were, uh, but also also because you gain an appreciation for what really makes those early things work. And once you have that critical like lexicon at your ability, once you have those those tools to pick these things apart, it's hard not to bring them to bear. You know, it's hard not to take a look at something that that younger version of me would have had a, a wonderful three months with and instead tear it apart because I can see the flaws that are that are important to see, you know, as a critic, but that as a as a as a player, sometimes they they maybe wouldn't have bugged me as much, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's definitely 
a, a part of it. I'm also curious how much of how mu- how much of the issue is also that a lot of people who make games uh, are also really informed <laughs> by those early experiences and are trying to recreate them with their with their new games. Right, like Civilization and, wasn't just aping tabletop war games. Uh, right, it, it was doing something fresh. I'm not saying it didn't have any any. Uh, uh, you know, previous inspiration or anything like that. Um, obviously, there there were some things in the in the board gaming sphere that influenced uh, that game a great deal. But like it it was it was utilized. It was leveraging things computers could do that that at a speed and scale that uh, tabletop gaming couldn't. Um, and and you're right to say that like the things that came after, even some of the most exciting things we're trying to do that again instead of trying to say well what else could we what else could we do theoretically uh, with with these machines right and like with every generation like the copy gets a little fuzzier in mm. some ways like uh, like yeah there are improvements uh that are made like at this point i i think probably the civilization i would go back to the most is is civilization 4 mm-hmm. uh, or or maybe the last expansion of civilization 5 but like yeah the the improvements are real they're meaningful uh but i think you know, especially when you're not talking about sort of the the you know sort of the varsity team of people working in in a given genre, uh, you you also tend to encounter a lot of games that are a little bit like you yourself would have sort of designed in your head with your friend. Right. Uh, once upon a time, like what if it was just like that thing we loved, but bigger and crazier, <laughs> and it had a pony, and that sounds all awesome, but unless you're really invested in that vision or or that conception of how how a, uh, how a genre game should work uh that reality can leave you pretty cold especially as you see versions of it uh again and again and again right what's an example of something like that 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 really pops into mind from the last year or so um boy you know i like i don't not that not that i want you to just rake something over the coals here uh but i am no, I, I would so love to here, be able to illustrate that for example. the listeners sure um I think I think Galactic Civilizations 3 mm. is a good 4X and it's a good space 4X. It just left me utterly cold and I like every time I start playing it I just I I just don't like I can't give myself a reason to continue because one like it's it's kind of following off of what Galactic Civilizations Two was doing. Right. It's it's just sort of prettier and, and bigger, but it's not it, it's not really all that new. Uh, and so you so I sort of end up with this feeling as, as I play it, where it's just kind of this, uh, you know, a little bit of a. It feels a little big and, and ponderous. And I think if I were maybe more invested in that core vision. That would be exciting because it wouldn't feel bigger ponderous. It would feel like a banquet. It would be a feast. Right. But since I'm not totally all in on on that kind of game, uh, it just ends up feeling like, boy, there sure is there sure is much of this game. <laughs> and that's that's not by itself enough anymore, right? Like it's it's I'm not going to be wowed by scale alone, um, especially in the era where. Even scale can be done in a in a maybe a more stylish fashion than just there are more planets on screen now. Um, I, you know, I think about something like 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 Planetary Annihilation, which is not a four X game, but is at least something where I go, oh wow, look, wow, like okay, I, the scale is is really 
cleverly done, and and I think that it's aesthetically it communicates that scale in a way that that moved me just by just by its scale alone, right? Or, or by the way, it's the presentation of that scale hits. Whereas when I zoom out uh, a map in a in a four X game, it's like oh yeah, it's a it's a big map, and each of these planets has a dozen districts and. Okay, I I have a lot of ship building options. Okay, I'm not <laughs> my bugaboo. Yes, yes, uh, mine too. To be honest, it's the thing I'm most scared about with Stellaris uh, Paradox's upcoming kind of four uh, X slash grand strategy uh, space game. Um, oh God, is there going to be ship building? They're ship building, uh, and and mm. as much as I want to believe that there's a good there's a game out there that will make me care about ship building. And if there is one, it would be one. It might be this one, but like, hmm, man, it's just I don't want to be in those menus. I don't. That's not the thing. I don't want to be in those menus every hour after I unlock a new laser type or every well, time I unlock a new engine. Right, and like Emperor Palpatine isn't like going <laughs> over the blueprints of like the new model Imperial Star Destroyer. Like right. that's that's just not at a level he cares about. <laughs> I would I would watch that movie though. I would watch that movie where you know I'd watch the movie where the 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 upper Imperial like uh, uh, the kind of uh, <laughs> Grand Grand Moffs insist he does, and he has ju- like they have just enough power over him. Like Tarkin having control of the Death Star has just enough sway over him there. He has to at least like every once in a while, you know eat the bowl a little bit i'm just like fine show me the new yeah these are good fine fine imperial weapons acquisition <laughs> yes and, like episode nine imperial weapons acquisition <laughs> and budget reconciliation like this just, is it's just hours of the like just the misery of running the empire david simon's star wars right it's just the carcetti stuff from the wire <laughs> but with but with snoke like that's all i want in life really um so so yeah I, I you know I'm definitely right there with you. I guess before I let you go, like what is something that you hope to see from strategy games over the next year or so? Uh, I, I think you know going off the, the the piece I wrote for the site and sort of what we talked about. I, I think at this point I'm just kind of excited for. Uh, anything that's sort of novel and and different, right? Mm-hmm. That that doesn't feel that that isn't so heavily based in something we've seen uh, many times before, right? But is sort of doing something uh, truly different. And I, I hope like Stellaris uh, can be that game. I, I would love to see some like threads that have been sort of set aside. See them be picked up again. Like at this point, everyone I think has sort of gotten the word. The the word is out about like Crusader Kings 2's yeah. uh sort of wacky uh you know, the stories that happen and the incredibly cool like dynastic politics and relationships between characters. That's all great. Uh I would love to see some things that cropped up in slightly less popular games. Like um I think Victoria 2 remains a really fascinating game because it is one of the only strategy games that sort of has this idea of the ruler, the player being in control of a nation that also has political movements and classes and pressures right, right. Uh, that you don't control. Right, that happen, that, that are simulated and that affect what your decisions must be, but that aren't just player-operated. They're not just you deciding what the populace is like. Yeah, because, like, you know, at this point, you know, we, we, we've had the fantasy of, of being sort of the god king mm-hmm. of a country a, a million times before. But where I think games, uh, and not just strategy games, but I think uh, games of all stripes actually become really interesting is when there's a real tension between your power as a player 
And then other constraints that you have to take into account, not just shortage of resources, mm-hmm. but real things that you have to think about. Like if you, if you choose action A, then there's going to be an undertow uh, because you didn't choose action B. Totally. And that's something that I think is, is really fascinating, and I would love to see more strategy games uh, sort of take that concept. And Victoria 2 is maybe a little, a little Baroque in its construction. A little, maybe it, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe it takes that idea and, and runs with it a little too far. But I think it's a good idea, and I would love to see some people uh, adapt it the way you see a lot of people adapting uh, sort of the Crusader Kings 2 model. Yep, that would be that would be fantastic. In general, anything that, that kind of embodies the player in strategy games away from being the God King, away from being the, the Eternal Emperor, and into into someone who has to take into consideration. And in this way, I think Victoria 2 and, and Crusader Kings 2 have, have this, this kind of overlap of like, oh, Jesus, like what now? Like what did... Ugh, what what just landed on my doorstep? And you kind of have at least a little bit of a feeling of being a person with limited reach. Uh, and that is a thing that strategy games, I'm right there with you, could, could do so much better. Or, or if they started doing it, I would really enjoy those games a lot more. You know, I, w- I would really love... It's one of the things, I, again, with Stellaris, I'm excited to have there be scientists who are fallible, sci- the kind of scientist hero characters who yeah. are your, your kind of fallible captains. And, and it's not all the way to what I would like, but it's at least something that, that kind of gives the the unpredictability of history or the unpredictability of progress uh, a little bit more human character, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that, that is sort of the, the Palpatine Empire simulator that right. we want, right? right. Like, we, we want that experience a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Rob. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, the easiest place to keep track of me is probably on Twitter, uh, where I'm just at Rob Zachney. Uh, or you can go to robzachney.com, and I do a somewhat adequate job of keeping <laughs> up with posting where I'm working. Great. Thanks so much, Rob. I, I can't wait to see you uh, right on the site again. Thanks, Austin. <laughs>